Trigger alert. This is the episode I know you don't want to hear because none of us want to know how terrible social media is for our mental health. Why? Because we love it, right? Like, even if you don't just like it, it's still a part of your life. I mean, everyone listening right now, guarantee you social media is a part of your life. But like, what is that time on social media actually doing to your mental health? Leah is back after a little hiatus. Our Mental Health Monday. We'll break this all down. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast, everybody. Happy Monday. Uh, this is a feel-good podcast I do with my mom every single day, and we're just thankful for you being here. We got three principles in case you're new. It's uh, live, laugh, love your mom. We live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot, and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, Mom. Hi, honey. When's the last time you stayed up past midnight? Ooh. Because in your old age, it is not done very gracefully. Mm-mm. My mom and I both stayed up past midnight last night. And I feel like, I literally feel like the hell frozen over. Is that the phrase? Like, I don't know. That it's like, <laughs> I just don't, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. I think okay? that expression is used like until yeah, that's hell, hell freezes over. over. Like I don't think that works. <laughs> okay, how about this? Next time I stay up past midnight, hell will freeze over. Okay? It's like, oh my God, I feel terrible today. I feel you know, like I didn't, wasn't drinking, wasn't partying, wasn't doing anything, wasn't doing nothing. Yeah, uh, I literally just stayed awake till about one o'clock last night, and now mm. I feel terrible. Oh, one a.m. Oh, you. How about you? I mean, me. you were you were up late. We were up late. We got in bed around midnight, though. But I probably didn't go to sleep until after one. Yeah, you know, I had Crazy, like right? an adrenaline rush going yeah. on. Yeah. Well, I've been sleeping so crappy anyway. So, um, I my body's already like, what are we doing? I woke up literally. <laughs> I woke up at 1 a.m. on Saturday morning. Why? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, my body's just, my sleeping schedule's crazy. Like, I'm just, I've got it. And we'll get to that in part two in just a second. But anyway, back to staying up late. So uh, last night, I decided this would be a good idea is some people from work were going to this haunted house up in uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Hour and 15 minutes from my house. And it's supposed to be really good. And so, you know what? I was like, you know what? I'll tag along. Like I'll go. It was was a client thing. So I was like, okay, let me, you know, go up there and show face and help them out with some social media stuff. So did it. Um, Haunted houses, by the way, it's literally a bunch of teenagers and me like that was, and then us, like that was it. Um, (laughs) Apparently adults don't go to haunted houses anymore, but that's, I guess that's noted. Um, uh, but it was really good. Like it was a really super, they, they called America's number one haunted attraction or something like that. And it was, it was really, really? well done. Um, I will say like I, uh, probably f- 500,000 people up there, not one person in masks. So I was getting kind of freaked out. Mm. Uh, Pennsylvania's mask policy is, I'm just so used to it here because we still have a mask policy in Baltimore. So, right. uh, when people aren't wearing masks, I'm still not, I'm like not quite used to it yet, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was great. It really was like, it was, and I'm sure because I was outdoors and everything, it was fine, but it was, uh, yeah. it was fun anyway. Um, but here's the thing. It's like an hour and 15 minutes away. You can't go to a haunted house at like 4 p.m., right? Like that's just not <laughs> conducive to a haunted house. It's like bright outside. You seven. <laughs> it would ruin it, right? Yeah, it would totally ruin it. That's what I would like to have done. Trust yes, me. I like to have that, I know. <laughs> done that. Been home by yeah, seven, taking a shower and gone to bed. But um, they didn't leave there till 
probably 1045, you know, so I got home right around midnight. I had to take Kiki out, get ready for bed. It was like one o'clock when I finally closed my eyes last night. Mm. Uh, Now you, you on the other hand, were actually doing something beneficial to society, not just (laughs) Halloween silliness. Mm -hmm. Um, What were you doing last night? We were at the Rainbow Village 30th Anniversary Gala. And it was amazing. I am going to tell you that I believe that they made close to half a million dollars last night. So what does that mean? What's a gala? Just rich people shit? Yeah. I mean, you come in, you have a wonderful dinner. It's, you know, it's black tie optional and, you know, everybody dresses up and it's at the Atlanta Athletic Club and uh, you have a lovely dinner and you have a silent auction. You have a wine wall where you buy a ticket for $30 and you may get a $100 bottle of wine, you know, based on your number that you choose. Um, and then they have a live auction and then they have a keynote speaker, which happened to be someone that I hired and also managed as a resident, Sandra Blue. She's amazing. She's been an employee there now well, for 19 years. And I'll this part probably doesn't, for- doesn't, yeah. This part uh, probably doesn't mean as much to people. So right, right, right. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell a gala is. Like nobody's oh, yeah. ever invited me oh, to yeah. go to a gala. So a, you know what I mean? It's a like, auction. It's a live auction. It's like a, who goes to that? It's like, who, a nice who, like, dinner. Is that just like people that want people. to support? Yeah. Well, yeah. Probably. Do you like yeah. specifically target like rich people? Yes. And you're like, hey, we're having this rich people party. Yes. And you should come we and do. spend your money on – are yes. overpriced, are overpriced activities <laughs> because you're rich, and, and because it doesn't even it benefits a great organization. Yeah, okay, but you raised five hundred thousand dollars in one night. I do believe so. And where did that come from? Like, what's like the biggest, like the well, biggest way of raising money? It, mainly from the live auction, which is amazing. So, what, what was like? What was like one of the most expensive things that went last night? Just to kind of give, because okay, most so, of us commoners don't. Don't go to gala, so we don't really well, know. After like, they what have a- the keynote speaker, who's usually a former resident, who's just really is so impactful, and that was Sandra. Yeah. Um, they do a fund the mission, and he just asked for donations starting at five thousand, then four thousand, then twenty five hundred thousand. Blah blah blah. For what? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to fund the mission, just to support Rainbow Village monetarily. They say, just give me five thousand dollars. Uh huh. And, and we'll give you nothing in return. And I think they raised about $240,000 off that. Just by rich people saying, here, take money? Uh-huh. For no, nothing in exchange? Uh-huh. Wow. Uh-huh. It That's was a lot amazing. Of money. Amazing. It's a, it's a such lot of a money. Such a great organization, such a great cause, and it was so well done. And the auctioneer there is just a genius at well, raising that's, I mean, money. That's great. I mean, that's great. Y'all can do that. But who the hell has got $5,000 just to drop like that? Lots that's a life that, that, in that room I would say last night, 270 guests. Like, don't get me wrong. I like to donate, you know, 50 bucks here, a hundred bucks here. I feel, I feel like that's really like when I donate a hundred dollars, I'm like, wow, I really like went above and beyond like this, this organization is going to stay afloat because I gave a hundred dollars. I didn't realize people gave like $5,000 at a time just to like, Jim paid $4,000 for the golf classic at Sugarloaf. That's crazy. Yeah. He got no, caught. Not- he was trying to run up the bidding, you know? Oh, oh, really? Wait, what happened? (laughs) So, Jim, they had, you know, a foursome at the Golf Classic that they have in April. Jimmy Mack, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy Mack. And um, he was, you know, you you try to run up the bidding by, you know, putting up your bid card and getting the bidding a little higher in hopes that someone will come behind you and say, Sure. I'll pay $4,100 or whatever. All right. Well, you know, he kind of got in late. 
And sure enough, he held up his he held up our card for four thousand dollars, and no one else went behind us. Damn. So, <laughs> so we were in for four thousand no. dollars for the golf classic at, at Sugarloaf next year, which is fun because the Murray guys they all golf, so it'll be a fun thing for him to treat them to. But still, five four thousand dollars for some golf. Lord but, of mercy. Yeah, well, it's not about the golf. I hope not. Not for four thousand no. dollars. That's not. That's bad though. That sucks. Either you're over here just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get it up. Somebody's uh-huh. gonna come in behind me because I'm uh-huh. guessing. Because let's let's like break this down for a second. What I'm guessing is this is like kind of an ego thing when they go. This is very wealthy people that I'm sure oh, enjoy yeah. showing that they're giving money. Am I correct? Yes. So yes. it's like it's kind of fun for them. Yeah. To be like, look at me, I'm rich. Hey, no, look at me, I'm rich. No, look at me, I'm rich. Right. I'm and richer. so oh, but yeah, I'm, I'm richer. richer than you. So then, Dad, which by the way, we're not like I, my but family does okay. Rich. Yeah. Right. Right. He's over here just trying to be a jerk, you know, just trying to, to get these rich people to like ego up one level. Right. And then all of a sudden, here he is playing a $4,000 golf game now. Busted. Wow, that's funny. That's really funny. So, yeah, oh, we're both a little groggy today. We're, uh, I, I yeah. literally, I'll tell you what I did today is I, um, uh, I've been watching. Have you ever seen a nightmare on Elm Street? You know how I'm getting into this 80s. <sighs> Like, like you know what? Just, I think I did, but I honest to God can't remember what that that's was. That's the one about. with Freddy Krueger in it. Oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I've never. Mm-hmm. If you're new to our podcast, for some no, reason I've never seen. I've never seen a ton of classic uh, '80s movies, and Mm-mm. so I, I on weekends that I'm just like, or days I'm just like laid out. You know, I I go back. I had a Ghost, uh, Ghostbusters kick a few weeks ago. Um, <laughs> what else did I watch? So uh, Back to the Future. I tried watching oh, Indiana yeah. Jones, but I couldn't really get into that one yet. But I'm gonna try to go back and watch that. But all yeah, you, you I've never, I've never, I've never seen. Which mom? Why didn't we watch these movies? Like, why did I never? I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street. I get, but like, we, why yeah. did I never watch? Like, um, we have to remember to see those movies. Then we had to go to the theater. I mean, yes, but your, no. They weren't on your TV. No, but you could like rent them on VHS. Like we still went oh, well, to Blockbuster. I don't know. I guess. Like, what did missing. I watch as a kid? Can you think of anything that I used to watch back in the day? Hmm. I don't know what we watched. I guess we watched TV. I don't know. Maybe we didn't watch TV. You were probably playing your Nintendo games. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I just there's so your many things I watched. Brother was probably reading, and Maggie was playing with her dolls. Is my guess. <laughs> as I'm sitting here, I'm like, why have I not <laughs> seen these movies? So today I spent. Watching, uh, I spent uh, catching up on uh, a nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, so I made it through one, and two, and three. One, great. Two, not bad. Three, good. Good. I give it like uh, I give the first one like uh, five out of five knives, um, and then I give I give uh, the second one three out of five knives, and the fourth, uh, third one I gave like four out of five. No, I think it was pretty good. It was, it was, mm. it was solid. I only uh, could watch the first one. Well, I didn't. I don't think I even finished the first one. It's too yucky. Oh no, and it's too scary and gory for me. The second that I get done with this one, I'm going to or get done with this podcast. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to try to get in four and five tonight because I really want to watch all Ooh. five of them. Which I don't know why we needed five of them, but <laughs> here we are. It's, but then I feel like that's accomplished. When I start going with, into these series, I feel like I just can't stop, you know? Uh-huh. So if you haven't watched Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, maybe a good one, a good Halloween one for you to hop into um, now that it is the the spooky season. Um, but I'll tell you, so let's get back down to part two now of sleep. Because if you've been listening to the podcast last week, you know that I've really had a hard time 
sleeping for like forever now. I mean, I remember in San Diego going to see my uh, naturopathic doctor and being like, hey, um, I I'm not sleeping well. Can you give me something? And she recommended something, but I never like followed up on it. But like now, I mean, I'm sleeping like three hours a night and like, that's mm-hmm. just not, Mm-mm. that's not going to cut it. Now, Mm-mm. the reason I'm a little apprehensive is because tonight I'm going to try taking, um, some CBD oil. Like I've got this thing actually, hang on one second, mom. Hang on. Let me go get okay. okay. All right. Um, through the magic of editing, we're right back. Um, mm, amazing. So I'm trying this. I'll tell you, I, um, I've been trying to figure out like what to take because the thing is I can't wake up groggy the next day. Right. Mm-hmm. So I found this thing and this, this thing might just kill me. Honest to God. <laughs> um, let me tell you what I was in this. It's got CBD, mm-hmm. CBN, which I don't even know what the hell that is, but apparently according to this package, Research shows that CBN is highly sedated comparable to some prescription sleep aids. Okay. Mm. Uh, L-tryptophan, which is, you know, mm-hmm. it's got lavender, mm-hmm. melatonin, mm-hmm. PEA, which I don't know what that is, but Mm-mm. I don't know. Uh, proprietary herbal blend. Mm. It's got uh, terpene blend and valerian root. Okay. So this might literally, I, if, if we don't do another episode of Certified Mom's Boy, it's literally because I took this stuff. Um, <laughs> if, I, if there's no episode, it's either I forgot to schedule it or I'm dead from taking this. Uh, I'm still asleep. <laughs> I'm, in my, I'm in my eternal slumber because of taking this. But I'll tell you why I'm nervous. And this is, um, this is a true story is because I – when I took Molly – so in case you don't know, because this is a long time ago episode, but I – in, in the process of through my divorce, I tried Molly for the first time, the, the drug Molly, right? And it really screwed me up. Like it, it like you can go look up long term, like long term come down from Molly, and like the symptoms are just terrible. I was in a, dep- like a deep depression for like fourteen months. It was like it was had all these just terrible Very side bad. effects. Um, so ever since then, because I used I used to be like, and I still. I still recommend it to people. I think CBD has really changed a lot of people's lives in a great way, including mine. Like before mm-hmm. I took Molly, mm-hmm. it was like a go-to. Like it was yeah. my go-to. I, I, remember, I always said like, oh my God, like after taking CBD, I feel normal. Like I, I, this yeah. must be what, what people feel like. My anxiety was gone. Like I felt great. I really felt great. So I took it for many months until I took the Molly and then I – I, what happened was I would have like a bad reaction every time that I would take it. Uh, right. So I, it's been now three years since I've taken CBD and I'm kind of like apprehensive to get back into it, but yeah. um, we'll see. Hmm. We'll see how it goes. Everybody keep their fingers crossed. on a work night and not a weekend night? Well, you I'm sure? actually technically off tomorrow. Oh, that's um, right. That's yeah, right. I don't, I'm not working on Monday. Jess uh, has a friend in town. That's right. And we collectively decided that the show with just me is not that great. So <laughs> um, I'm taking Monday off with this so she can hang out with her friend. Um, but so, yeah, this is me. This is going to be me trying it mm. uh, tonight to see if I um, uh, to do it. That's, that's my apprehension going into going into uh, mm. this evening. Uh, let me let me tell you one more haunted house fact, okay? And you know me; I consider myself to be a pretty chivalrous guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I really I try to like uh, I, I respect. Like, I open car doors, mm-hmm. pay for meals. You know, mm-hmm. like I uh, treat women with respect. Mm-hmm. Some may say, you but do. last night I did something at the haunted house that I swear to you I don't regret. 
and really like probably probably took me down a couple notches on like the feminist movement mm. chart. You know what mm. I mean? What'd you do? So let me explain what I figured out from doing haunted houses for many years. And I didn't do haunted houses. Mom as a kid. Like I never did haunted houses. I was way too no, scared. Remember? I hated them. It's probably been within the last five years that I started doing haunted houses. Mm-hmm. Maybe even less than that. I mean, it's new. It's a new thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is that? Um, what is that one? I was trying to think of the, today, mom, the one on Jimmy Carter that was Netherlands. That's what it was oh, called. There's, yes. And it was always like so scary for the street. Of people. Oh, I could never do that. God, that looks and terrifying. People would jump out on you. And, oh, yep. Oh, it's so, so scary. I'll tell you this. Here's, here's a fact that you need to know about haunted houses. That I've learned really quick. Always put the most attractive female up front. when you're going through a haunted house Hmm. always put your most attractive female up front because literally every time i've done that if i've either gone on a date or with a group last night was a group right Mm -hmm. i never went first Mm -hmm. and i always made sure that like that the one that like you know the guys (laughs) are going to harass the most oh my god you put them in the front and i literally made sure that like she was the one in the front Because I knew she would get harassed way more and they wouldn't harass me. And I, and I, I swear to you, 100% of the times that our group got messed with, it was girl in the front. Oh. It was mm. girl in the front. And that was that as a, 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 as a feminist, as a chivalrous man, <laughs> what I should have done was protect her. Was to protect her. Of I course. Instead was in the back of the group. And was completely mortified <laughs> and wanted nothing to do with that <laughs> because I'm like, they're going to take the weakest one uh-huh. and it's not going to be me. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh. It's all, it's, cause, but it's a bunch of dudes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and who, who are dudes going to mess with? Mm-hmm. So that is my, my anti-feminist <laughs> Halloween <laughs> pro tip of the day. Always put the most attractive or biggest reactor. You know what mm. I mean? If you got somebody in your group that's like the, the most drama. Like a big like, – bur- why wouldn't you put a big burly guy up there? Because they, they won't mess with that person. Oh, I see. You yeah. always want to put somebody up front so they'll I jump see. out at them. That's, that's vulnerable. Gonna, that's yeah. vulnerable. Like if, if our family, if the Yancey family were to go to the haunted house. You'd put me up there. No, I'd put Maggie up there. Oh, yeah, because she's cute. Yeah. She'd be all drama. She uh-huh. She'd be all like, I need to leave. Yeah. You know, she'd be the one that's all like, we can't do this, Stephen. I'm having a heart attack. You know, she's just, <laughs> she's the she drama would one. for real. You know, so uh-huh. that's my, uh, my anti feminist Halloween pro tip of the day is just put, uh, put the, <laughs> the most vulnerable a female in front of your group, gentlemen, and have no regrets because you survived the haunted house. And if they do, it's fine. You know, whatever. As long as you get through it, that's what matters. They never mess with the person in the back of the group. They never do. I've never they understood never why people want to be scared to death. I just don't understand I think, that. Honestly, like, I tell me get spooky movies and haunted houses and all that. Why do you want to be scared out of your mind? Tell me if this is true. And I want to, and you know me, I'm not, I'm, 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 I, I question our race stuff a lot. Mm. in society and i'll tell you that about a hundred percent of people that haunted house last night were white okay mm-hmm. about a hundred percent maybe not a hundred but like it was mm. weird it was majority caucasian okay mm. and then i'm like is this are haunted houses white people things oh well, i because don't know i don't go to them do white people have like not enough things to worry about they have to go like drive an hour and 15 minutes to go like actually find <laughs> something to be worried about <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's literally what I thought about. Like, do white people not have enough scary stuff in society? That they're like, man, we better we better go get scared of something because nothing else out here is going to hurt us. You know what I mean? I'm saying this obviously in the most jovial ways here, but like, come on. Come on. Oh, you know what Carissa I mean? Put that on our Facebook page. <laughs> I just oh don't know God. if it's like, because I, I was even thinking of San it's Diego and I was like, it was mostly like white people that went. And I'm like, God, this is, <laughs> this is a bad look, I think, on our society, to be honest with our, our culture. Yeah. I think it's like we got nothing else to worry about, unfortunately. And well, like, that was so we drive. In, that was true in Netherland or whatever that place was, too, right? I never went. I don't know. I never, I don't oh, know. Okay. But I'm pretty sure, like, it's like white people don't got nothing to worry about. So like, mm-hmm. like other cultures, like it sucks, you know, mm-hmm. like white people just got it too damn easy sometimes. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. go drive an hour and 15 minutes and go act like I'm dying. I'm like what? <laughs> what the hell would you want to do that for? <laughs> Why are we crazy to like death. that? That is crazy. Gonna, next, I'm going to go get a, I'm going to go to Six Flags the next weekend and go uh, fly upside down. <laughs> hope that I survive. You know, like what? Like what are, what's wrong with us? <laughs> Why I'm not do that? sure. I really don't get that, honestly. I, something I noticed last night at the haunted yeah, house. It's, a, it's the thrill, but I don't. It's not a thrill for me. I just don't uh-uh. know if that's a thing. Like, is that is it? Just, is it like just something that white people enjoy doing, or do other cultures enjoy enjoy doing too? I don't. I don't know. Last night, literally, it was very Caucasian. Just very. So anyway, hmm. I'd like to know if you're if you're a um, if you're a different race. Let me know mm-hmm. if it's like if your culture likes to or your race likes to do it too, because. <laughs> Ask Jess about that. I don't know. Jess would never. Jess would <laughs> never go. You know what I mean? But please because believe. She's like she's scared? the one that Oh yeah. Uh, but she's for sure the one we'd send in first. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah. Sure. Oh she did yeah. Not go with us last night. Yeah. She did not go with us. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> All right. Let's get to our quote for today. This show's been <laughs> stupid enough. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I'm always thinking about your love life. No, thanks. So here's a here's a beautiful quote from Rumi. Your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you work on that one, Kramer. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I'm I think What's I'm good. Home? Back. I mean, like, why? Okay, this. Let me let me ask this question. Let me ask hmm. this question. Hmm. This is something I thought about this weekend. Hmm. And y'all know me. I'm not trying to poo poo on marriage, but just go with me here for a second. Fifty three percent of marriages end in divorce. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just facts here. We're we're talking facts here, people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting my haircut Saturday morning, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting there. The woman next to me just got married. Okay, mm-hmm. and. She was um, the first thing. So, you know, the girl's like, oh, yeah, I just got married. The girl's like, you're getting married soon, right? She's like, oh, I just got married two weeks ago. And this girl literally had like a fit. I'm talking about the haircut girl, right? The 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 hairstylist. The hairdresser? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. She was like, oh, my God. Oh, girl. Oh, (laughs) congratulations. You have reached the pinnacle of life. Thank God that like you are so fortunate. Like y'all, I mean, it was like, it was a lot. It was a lot. And as I sat there, I was like, no wonder 
everybody wants to get married so bad. Uh-huh. Like if you, if you get that kind of like reaction, like, I mean, like you would have felt that she like cured COVID, like that she single handedly like found the solution and the problem. Like she did both in the same day, like where it came from and what causes it. And then literally like the way this woman reacted, I was like, but that's what we do. Uh-huh. That is what oh, we yeah. do. I know. It's exciting. And then 10 years later, and then 10 years later, everyone's miserable. And it's like, wait, <laughs> where, where are y'all at now? And getting divorced. <laughs> where are y'all at now? Where y'all were so happy 10 years ago. Y'all, y'all don't seem so happy no more. <laughs> Nobody's cheering me on as I'm, as I'm signing my divorce papers. Like, what? Why do you think it? And I, I'm asking. I'm asking a, a serious question. I don't want to just play pro marriage and anti marriage. Let's just mm-hmm. take your feelings about about mm-hmm. marriage out, okay? Mm-hmm. But why in the world do we put such a high value on people getting married when we know more than half the time it doesn't work out? Mm-hmm. Why? Why not mm-hmm. be like, well, good luck. You know what I mean? Like that's that's, that's, what, you, that's what you're doing. Like that's that's the real odds. You know, like, it's not like, oh, like you act like you act like that's the end. You uh-huh. act like you get married and that's like it. Like that, like wedding day is like game over. Like you beat the game. But <laughs> and it's going to be know, continual bliss for the rest of your yeah, life. Uh, y'all, like, <laughs> why are we cheering these people on? Why are we, why are we cheering these people on versus being realistic and being like, well... Guess we'll see how it goes. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Well, I will say that I think that all of us long and yearn for a soulmate, for a partner to share life with. Yes. But I will also say that I believe, and it's true for me too, for, for Jim and myself, that most of us that get married young get married for the wrong reasons. Yeah, um, I think that fam uh, couples like I was with a couple last night who got married in you know their fifties, second marriages of course, who seem to really have it together. Sure, but you know they've gone through hell with their divorces. Yeah, yeah. and they know a lot more about life. They know yeah. a lot more about themselves. Right. And they know what they need in a relationship. So I think that, you know, it, when you're 23, 24, 19 as I was, 23 as Jim was, you know, you don't know what in the world you are doing when you commit to someone for a lifetime. You really, I really don't think most people do. And that's why I just don't know why we put such a high value on it mm-hmm. of people like rushing and like, you know, find the person you got to find it. You better keep looking hard. Like mm-hmm. as I was sitting here, you know, dating so much, and I'm like, why? Like, what's the rush? Uh-huh. Like, why would, why would you just like rush into finding somebody and feeling this pressure and like being congratulated for doing it when like, this is a big decision. It is. This is a really, really big decision. Yes. And I'll say that that is one reason I, I am so happy that Maggie and John are both 32. Yeah. I mean, when you're 32, you know a lot more about yourself than you do when you're 22. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very optimistic about their marriage and uh, it being successful because they, they've already, they're already established in their careers. 
Right. They, they know about themselves. They know a lot about themselves. Not everything, certainly. Um, they know what they need in a partner. Right. Um, so I, you know, I really think, oh my God, you know, if, if, if I had gone back now for you all as kids, I would have said, do not get married one day before you're 30 years old. Yeah, honestly. absolutely. And especially and now that women are like, having how could children you, older. How could you not want to though? When you're, when uh, everyone's just like, oh all my God. Peers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When peers, like, but like adults, adults do the same oh, thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Where it's like, oh my excited. God, you got to yeah, meet the listen, one, you yeah. know? Yeah. Y'all cheer me up. Don't be, don't be sitting back in the corner now, mom. No, you gotta, I you know. Gotta, no, I know. Y'all like, yeah, marriage is the best. You, really you better loved, hurry up and find somebody. I thought somebody. if you loved this girl and she loved you, that, you know, you all can live happily ever after. I mean, that's what we hope for. Yeah. But like, um, why do we, I, I don't know. That was just something that I, I listen, uh, marriage is great. When it works out great, it's, it's like, I was best. watching this TikTok video the other day. If you watch my, if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw it. Like, uh, this divorce lawyer was talking about how like. <laughs> We, you know, when you buy a house, you got to sign like 5,000 documents saying you understand every little thing about it. But like with marriage, you just sign one piece of paper and like, that's it, right? Like, that's it. Like that's, but like, there's right. so much more at, on, at stake yes. with, um, with a marriage than there would be with a house, you know? But he was yes. saying, it's like, it's basically like playing the lottery. It really mm. is. Most likely you're not going to win mm. because that's just the odds. Like you're not going to win. Mm. Like well, it looks that most, way. Most, like the odds are not in your favor, but mm-hmm. we keep doing it. In hopes of hitting that jackpot. And I mean, right. of course, that's what we all strive. And, and some people do. Mm-hmm. I just oh, don't yeah. think that we should like rush people or like glamorize mm-hmm. or congratulate people. Mm-hmm. Not, not that you congratulate, but like, I mean, this was like a, this was a lot. <laughs> I mean, this woman really went in heavy on it. And it was just like, <laughs> yeah, no wonder everyone's trying to like do that then. Because mm-hmm. we just put such a high value versus like taking the time. To figure it out. Mm-hmm. If it's today, if it's tomorrow, or if it's never. I feel like we, we really demonize being single and we glamorize being married. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you there's a lot more miser- people being miserable married than there are miserable <laughs> yeah. single people. That's probably true. You and know, the, I mean, the there's a lot of people that, that don't want to be single. I get it. But I guarantee there's a lot of people that are married too. I would say it's probably more on the married side. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, I, mean, I, was th- I was talking with a friend about this the other day. I was like, um, we're just talking about like, like name one person in our friend group that's like happily married, hmm. like happily married, like, like genuinely like happily married. And we couldn't think of one. Wow. Yeah. Like they're married. Yeah. And I'm not saying every day has to be happy, but like I'm saying that like that's genuinely thriving. Yeah. And married. And the only friend that group that we could call, only person in our friend group that we could think of uh-huh. was the one couple that wasn't married, but had been together for like seven years. Wow. Hmm. So my thing is this, I'm not saying the marriage is not, is is wrong, but I'm saying that it needs to be done correctly Mm -hmm. and it's, and it's okay if it's not done. You don't need to like, we don't need to act like marriage is the one and only answer Mm -hmm. for being happy in life. Mm -hmm. You know, and one the day one, I will the find one someone. thing is that the one thing that matters is that you are happy with you. Exactly. Just you. Just you. Exactly. And you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Me, myself, and I. Yes. Um, if yes. you can be happy with that person that you are, 
then you'll attract the right person to you. Tell me if I sound crazy. Seriously, honestly, go on the certified fans page. And Chris, if you'll start this conversation, like, does this just sound like jaded? Because like, to me, as I'm saying this, I'm like, this makes so much logical sense. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know if I was married, like when I was married, I would have felt the same way, you know, but, uh-huh. I, but towards the end, I would for sure. For oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So just go on there. And unless your spouse is also a certified fan, then don't, don't say anything. But <laughs> Just tell me, like, do I, and I'm not saying, are you happy, but I'm like, does this make logical sense that you just like, oh, you're jaded? Because sometimes I wonder, like, when I'm thinking this kind of things, am I like just a jaded divorce person? Yeah. Or if I, because like, to me, this is so logical. Yeah. And I spent so much time thinking about it, you know? So anyway, there's that, everybody. Um, mm-hmm. All right, mom, we're going to do Mental Health Monday in just a couple seconds. Before we do, uh, listen, whatever you're going through, maybe you're going through marital struggles. And I, I wish, honestly, I think my marriage could have been saved if we would have just done therapy, but she mm. didn't want to, not here nor there. Right. Um, but with that said, um, better help is available for you. Better help is online therapy and counseling that you can do uh, from the convenience of your home. And it's honestly on your phone. Like we are living in the future that like literally your therapist is connected to you constantly on your phone. Like 10 years ago, this wouldn't have been a thing. Five years ago, this I don't think it was even a thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but professional help is available to you right now from your phone. I'm talking, you can do video chat. You can do uh, you can do voice calls every week like I did. Uh, you can do uh, chat. Like literally, you can communicate with your therapist 24-7. And that's not, well, I mean, they probably, you know, they're going to sleep. They don't want to stay awake all night and wait for your <laughs> messages. But I don't want to missell that. Someone's like, well, I was... I messaged somebody at 3 a.m. I didn't hear about it until 7 a.m. That would be you, Insomniacs. Right. Um, So anyway, uh, BetterHelp's great. If you're dealing with any kind of uh, relationship stress, but it's so much more than that. Let's talk about your own personal stress, right? If you're dealing with anxiety, depression, if you're dealing with things like um, uh, sleeping issues, hello, trauma. You know what's funny about my sleeping issues though really quick cuz uh, usually I didn't sleep well when I was like really stressed out. Like that's true. But now I'm like really like I'm I'm in a good mental state and I'm I, I wake up and mm-hmm. I just sing songs in my head. That's it. That's all I'm <laughs> thinking about. I'm not thinking about anything negative. Literally Brian Adams been stuck in my head all week. <laughs> I don't think about it one time during the day, but I'll wake up at like 1 in the morning and be like everything I do, I do it for you. <laughs> It's a weird way to have insomnia, but that's like I'm like oh, I'm like geez. I'm like I'm like too good right now. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like that song uh, in your head, you can't get rid of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, anger and family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief and self-esteem. Everything you share share is confidential. It's convenient and it's a, a professional and it's affordable. Okay. So I want you to start living your happier life today. As a listener, you're gonna get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash Kramer. Join the over one million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, betterhelp H-E-L-P.com slash Kramer. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, Leah's on in just a second. First, certified fans. Hello. How are you? Welcome. Glad that you are here. Certified fans are people that can donate a couple dollars a month and support our podcast. And because of that, you get a bunch of perks. Um, we, had, we actually sold a lot of merch last month, and a lot of it was to oh, certified fans. So you guys get excellent. discounts. And I'll tell you what, we'll do a 
we'll do a um we'll do another discount coming up for certified fans. We can clear yeah, that store out. It's been a while. It's been a minute, so let's do that. Um we'll do uh we'll do a sale for certified fans. Um we'll do it next week. Okay. Um bef- with all that said, the point of what I'm trying to make here is that um they, they, you support us, we support you. That's how it goes, right? And when you join, you get a whole episode dedicated to you. You get to join our Certified Fans Facebook page, which I feel like is um, kind of cool because everybody gets to communicate with one another. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, just, it's just like the next – it's like leveling up of the podcast, you know? So – with that said, when you uh, like I said, when you join, you do get an episode dedicated to you, and we got a bunch of people that join, and we're so thankful oh, for that. So exciting! We so happy to have you. We have over four hundred certified fans now, and that's yes. really cool. So uh, we're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, this person did not complete their second form. So let me see if I can figure out okay. who this is. This is our four hundred second, yeah, certified fan. And her name is Jennifer M. Okay. Jennifer M. is our newest certified fan, number 402. I don't know where she's from mm-hmm. because I don't have a her second form filled out. So just okay. FYI, when you join certified fans, you should get two emails. You get one immediately, then it says, like, click here and fill out the second form. When you fill that one out, that's when I get all your, like, all your info, and you also get your coupon saying mm-hmm. – uh, you know, two five dollars off the merch store and all that kind of stuff. So, um, Jennifer M, though, that's what I got on you. So, uh, congrats. I'm not congrats. Thank you, uh, Jennifer M. Congrats to us. Thank you to you. Yeah, congrats. Our newest to us. certified fan. This episode is dedicated to you, Jennifer M. And here is your official welcome. Whoop whoop. Yes, whoop whoop to Jennifer M. So happy so you're cool. here. Get on our fan page and so we can greet you properly and bring you into the fam in a big now, way. I'll tell you this. We are uh, we're welcoming new certified a new certified fan every single day this week. Oh every single episode this week we got a brand new certified wow. fan. Wow. So that's awesome. That's very but exciting. We still got room for you. Oh yeah. And you can join by texting the word fans, F-A-N-S to eight 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 Kramer eight. All right. Okay, Mom, I guess that's it for uh, for you today. Okay. All right. Love I love you. Forever. All right. So this is the conversation I don't even feel comfortable having because I do love – I mean, I, I enjoy – I spend a lot of time on social media. I don't know that I love it, uh, but I'm, I'm on it a lot, right? So I guess there's something – doing something for me. But like what is social media doing to our mental health? We had the Facebook whistleblower come out two weeks ago saying like – she knows she knows the truth but like a therapist perspective on this as we get into our mental health monday today with my friend leah leah geary is a uh, therapist and uh, she's great she's a friend of mine and every monday well most mondays in case and when it works <laughs> when i can actually get her in here and make sense we've been having a weird couple of weeks um we bring her on to talk about all kind of stuff things uh mental health so what in the world is social media doing to our mental health like why why first of all why are we spending so much time on it and like, what is it doing to our psyche? You know, like you may go on it, but do you even know why you're on social media? <laughs> like, hello. Um, so- yeah. What's, what's the deal when it comes to mental health and, and social media, Leah? I think it's just like you said, like, why do you even go on it? I think we do it almost compulsively. Yeah. There was I, a- if you ask me, I'm like, I don't know. Like, why do I go on? I don't know. I, I could not like if someone if someone like came up to me and had like was choking me out and said tell me the truth of why you really go on social media I don't know. You're like to connect with everyone and really just maintain those really because <laughs> I is think that, that what was, it is. 
Well, so I think that was it originally it was created for kind of right. Like you think about MySpace and you connect sure. with people and you can like it was very engaging in the sense you write on each other's walls. And it was like, I guess, like a less sophisticated Twitter, right, where you're just connecting right. with people. And um, I think it was the purpose initially. Right. Like if you watch like what was this? The um what was that movie about Facebook? Was it this social the social network or something? Social yeah, yeah, something yeah. Experiment or whatever it was. Yeah, I think it. Are you, I mean, about I think like, that, are you talking about the live action? Are you talking about the documentary? Are you talking about the, um, like the the fake Mark Zuckerberg movie? I was talking about the fake one, but I think then I was thinking about it, and actually, like you know, he was doing it based on this need of like, or this like you know, this this other platform people judge people and like rank them. So like, right. not that that was super positive, but I think he kind of linked the idea of MySpace with that and created right. this Facebook. Um, and I think a lot of people that are probably like. I mean, I don't know many people aside, outside, like in their 30s or 40s, even that use Facebook that much anymore. I feel like now it's like older generations. Yeah. But I think initially it was for connection. But now, like, I'm so grateful. Aren't you so grateful you didn't have this in high school? Can you so imagine? Thankful. So thankful. High school is hard enough yeah. without having being connected 24 seven. But now I can't even yeah. imagine like how they do it. So like, what yeah. is it doing to us though? Like, how is it really affecting? Because that's that's what I always wonder is like. Cause I mean, I'm on there a lot, but I don't know how I'm even on, like, you know, if I'm just like bored, I'll just like pick, like, I'll find myself just being like on it. And I'm like, why am I here? Well, I think they like algorithms and the way that these platforms work is like to provide content based on our interests or things that we'll get, sure. like that we like to click that clickbait. Right. Like, so I think it's become compulsive in nature that we go on to these apps because of that but i don't think it's i think then we we're not super aware of how much it impacts our mental health like you said so i think we do it compulsively but we really don't know the toll it takes like think about just scrolling like how oh, many yeah. times are we just scrolling you're not even like looking for something it's just like you're scrolling i mean mine knows my algorithm i have so many dog videos and i'm just like <laughs> scrolling there's more and more and yeah, more there's never ending but the right. thing is it takes it's numbing and Brene Brown talks a lot about that. Like a lot of things like that are numbing versus actual self-care or like coping, right? So it's, you think, interesting. Cause I mean, I honestly have not, I've put very little thought into this topic. Um, so you think, you think it's more of like an escape? Is it like a, yeah, like, but like in a negative, uh, not, not, like if my brain is tied into social media, then it's taking my brain off of like my depression, my anxiety, my, you know. Oh, oh, I hear what you're saying. I mean, I think it's both. So I think people do it to numb. But when I say numb, it's like distract, right? You're not really actually doing anything like, you know, you're not at the gym when you're doing that. You're like usually scrolling in bed or on the couch or something right, or out, right. whatever. So I think I think a lot of it's numbing to avoid things. But then I think we're not actually being proactive with our mental health in that case. That's not proactive. Like essentially we're just watching endless videos or like you know, seeing all these pictures of celebrities or people that we're comparing ourselves to, I don't think it is actually helpful. I think a lot of it is distracting. I think, I mean, I think there are, I think there are also are positives to it, which we could talk about in a little bit after, but I think generally we're becoming addicted to, addicted to our phones and we're not always present like we should be. I mean, think mm. about how many kids can't, can't stand the thought of not having their phones be, and, but because they're, but I'm then, that kid. Yeah. You're talking about me. Like I get anxious <laughs> when I'm on my phone. Like if I leave the house and I'm on my phone, yeah. I'm like freaking out. You know what I mean? For like a lot of yeah. different reasons, but like I can't, you know, I, I'm, I've become so addicted to having it now, you know? But it's hard because don't you think that we're also like, there's 
you're right, but like there's also like safety and like we that's our GPS and that's our sure, way to right. communicate. Yeah, absolutely. It's everything now, right? But well, I think we put so much worth into that, right? So it, then like, our whole sense of being sometimes is like attached to social media, our phones, like staying connected in that way versus like being out in nature, like sure. actually spending quality time with friends in person and like in person, right? Like how many times is getting the picture more important than the experience itself? <laughs> yes. yes. And, I love and what is that about? Like, what is that? Tell me, tell me that rationale right there. I can't, like, cause I think what, it's like, what does that pick or it didn't have? What is that? Like piss, yeah, pick or yeah, it didn't yeah. happen? Right. Kind of that idea. It's all just, it's like showy. It's very showy. And I think now why? social media, why is it showy? But why do we, why do we need that? Because we see everyone, because I think it's, again, about comparison. Like the grass is always greener. You see all these people do these things. So then you're like, well, I need to show these people that I'm doing things. Interesting. And, yeah. And I think it just becomes this thing where we're trying to create this almost, I think you and I have talked about that, kind of create this like profile or like picture of ourselves that's not always accurate, right? Because mm-hmm. like you're not seeing me on the couch eating pizza watching <laughs> no, Housewives all the time. Only seeing our trips and our fun experiences and our filtered photos right. and everything else, right? right. And you're right. right. Like I didn't I didn't really think about this, but I mean, when you said it, I'm like, oh my God, there is so much comparison. There's comparison, there's judgment against ourselves and others. Like that's pretty much what for me, now that I'm putting like conscious thought into what I do on social media, it's all like Oh my God, they look great. Oh my God, they look terrible. Oh my God, that trip looks fun. Oh my God, like how do they do that? I'm so jealous. Oh my God, they got a new car. Why don't I have a new car? You know, like, oh my God, they they got a new job. Like it's it's like all this comparison that I didn't even like realize goes into social media. But now that you say that, I'm like, oh my God, there's so there really is so much. It's like a constant, right? And the need for likes, right? Like, so I think a lot of kids, it's like and and adults, like I would say, I there's like this weird therapist subculture on Instagram now, where it's like all these therapists are like becoming influencers, which is like fine in some ways, but I think then it becomes again like about the likes and about the clout and about what the like, you know sure. what I mean? Like who has the best content? Like who looks? It's just ridiculous, and yeah. I think it's hard not to even subconsciously start comparing yourself. Like oh, like. Was that not post? Not, not like, right. Great? Oh, I, like, I'll do it. You know, I'll sit here and I'll be like, oh my God, like I, my, my likes have dropped dramatically since the pandemic. I mean, I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, but like, it's, I just don't think people's brains are the same way before. I don't think people care as much about like showy shit as they used to. Um, but don't you think too, people were commuting a lot more? Maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't know, but for whatever reason, but like, I feel like I feel it like in my soul when I'm like, I've only got like 400 likes. Like what the fuck, you know, like what do I do, like, you know, think about that. that's wild. Cause like, yeah. you know, it just, it's all, yeah. And like, does it really, do those likes equate to like self-satisfaction? Absolutely not. Never but do does. they, but do a lot of us feel it. that way though? You know, oh, but right. No. So I think you're right. I think a lot of us equate likes to self-worth or sure. validation or like, or- like, like in real life. You know what right. I mean? Like, like personal connection. Well, if all these people like me, well, then I feel like I'm complete. This is, this is getting deep now. So then what do you do then? How do you break that cycle? So I think there's a lot that can go into it, but I think the easiest thing to do, because a lot of smartphones, you can set like screen time, like um, limit. So I've sure. actually told a lot of people and I've done this myself where it's like after like 30 minutes or 45 minutes on social media, it, it you, shuts you're, off. It's, it's, well, and you can go back in if you have to, right? But it, at least it, it, I think it brings awareness. Like, hey, sure. you've been on it for almost 45 minutes now. Like, that's kind of excessive for like 11 o'clock in the morning, right? Like, <laughs> right, yeah. So I yeah. think like you can do that. That's an actual tool. What it at least brings you kind of more awareness. Or sometimes, totally. too, again, it's like thinking about when you like click on Instagram, you click on Twitter, you click on Snapchat, whatever it is. 
that you just think about like what am like is that do I need it right now like what's the purpose am I just right. bored and I think just that self reflection like pausing and being like what is the purpose of this right now and you're like it's not going to help me so maybe I read instead or maybe I go on a walk or like find something That's else they, even if you decide to go back at least you're like telling yourself I'm choosing to do this versus just mindlessly right. scrolling yeah totally right. yeah yeah well, limit yourself yeah. Uh, Leah is a, is a great person to go follow on social media and like all of her content because, um, you know. Hashtag, what is, I don't know what I was going to say. Hashtag influencer over here. Hello. No, no. no. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I will say I have met a lot of wonderful therapists and people in this profession that I've, like, become friends with, so that's the flip side. So as we wrap up, though, I do see, like, people connecting. Like, you and I connected this way. Totally, like how we yeah. Connected. It's definitely has its positives, right? Yeah. So you can find me on social media. So go at, follow her right now. Spend more time oh, on social media. No, <laughs> at your modern therapist. Um, and I'm on this new app called Haven. I do these live events where I talk about different different topics. I talked about self compassion a couple weeks ago. Last week I talked about dating mindfully. Um, and there's a bunch of other ones like we're doing one on uh, burnout and coping with burnout at work in, in the next couple weeks. So you should check it out. And that link is in my bio on my page. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, that's it for today, man. Welcome to a brand new week. Thank you for being here. Super thankful for you. Uh, I, I, you know what's so funny is that, uh, you know, I don't know if you keep up with football or not, but the Ravens here in Baltimore play the Chargers yesterday. And I um, I, I, I didn't realize when I, I was kind of trash talking because the, the Ravens beat them. It was like 34 to 6 or something like that. And I thought that like most people in San Diego were still fans because the chargers left and went to LA, but I still thought that they were like followers of it, but man, there's a lot of a uh, backlash on my social media right now that uh, says the other words other way. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to today. Welcome to a brand new week, man. We're happy to have you here. Good episodes this week on the way. So hopefully you'll come back, check them out and uh new ask my mom tomorrow. Love you. Bye. Okay. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.